Welcome back to Energetically You, where we talk all things optimal wellness, abundant mindset, and empowered decision-making. I'm your host, Megan Swan, a wellness coach and consultant, and the founder of Megan Swan Wellness and the Sustainable Integrated Wellness Approach. I help high-performance women thread more wellness into their existing lifestyle so that it becomes a way of life and not a checkmark on their to-do list. I design custom approachable wellness lifestyles because I know there's no one-size-fits-all wellness. After working with me, women have more magnetic energy and confidence from within and ultimately make more aligned and empowered decisions for themselves. I am on a mission to empower more women through optimal wellness. Today, I'm excited to have a conversation with my friend, Lauren Nahar. She is a business consultant specializing in marketing and lead generation strategies. Lauren works alongside business owners in growing and scaling their businesses, along with offering done-for-you services. I'm excited to talk to her about all things working smarter, not harder, when it comes to growing our business. So let's dive in. Welcome, Lauren. I'm so happy that you're here today and looking forward, quite honestly, to getting to know you better because I really respect all your work. How are you today? I'm doing good. I thought to take this podcast outside today. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I don't get outside often during the day, so trying to get outside more. So I'm happy. It's sunny. It's perfect outside. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well, and you're in a part of the world where the, the window is closing in terms of taking meetings outside. <laughs> yes. So enjoy it while it lasts because we're past Labor Day. And like two days ago, it was like 60 degrees. So it was pretty cold and rainy. And now it's going to be near 90 again. So got to enjoy it while it lasts. It looks like a beautiful day. Well, I wanted to ask first for you to tell a little bit of your story. How did you get to where you are in terms of uh, your business and what was sort of your inspiration to, to switch it up? So this, this almost can be a long story. So I'm going to give you the short version of it. One of the things that I realized maybe when I got to college was I just really wanted to work for myself. Um, and I had a teacher believe in me. I, I, almost, I went for teaching originally for college. And then I had a teacher tell me to not go for teaching. Um, and, <laughs> and, then, and he's like, what's the next thing you're interested in? And I said, finance. And he goes, go for that. And so I instantly changed. And I think it might have been a belief thing. Um, but as soon as I started to go down that path, I started to think about like all of these different businesses I could create for myself. Um, kind of fast forward there. My mom passed away when I was 21 and I was still in college. Um, and then my dad passed away when I was 23 and that was right before I graduated college. Um, and so I, I kind of like, I had people in my life that really helped me and supported me. So I think what those lessons taught me is just, yeah, you can say like life is short, but it truly made me realize that why am I wasting my time doing something or chasing someone else's dream or helping someone else's business? Why can't I just truly go for what I want? Um, 
And um, about 11 months after my dad passed away, I was diagnosed with cancer. So I went through all of these things in like a five-year span. And so like, I was just really just hit in the face over and over again to where I, no matter what needed to go and just like absolutely chase what I wanted to do. Um, and it took about four or five years for me to get to that point to finding this business, um, after I was in remission and all the, all of those things. Um, but I think that it just, you know, it, the journey led me here. The journey led me to, I know I wanted to help people. I know I've wanted to help people maximize their full potential, but I also love business. I love finance. I love sales. So it kind of near or marries those two loves I have. Um, and this business was born. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you started out with this funny story that I, I do want to ask some follow-up questions too, but sure. I don't want to skip over those massive life events that you had to endure quite young. Do you, how do you, how did it kind of make up who you are now, other than what you just said in terms of kind of, you know, not wasting time? Do you, I guess, how do you thread them into your story on why you believe you were dealt those cards? Yeah, it, oh, that took so long to come to terms with. I think, you know, it's just one tragedy is enough to kind of like digest like in your nervous system and all of these things. But then I had, you know, I, I relapsed with cancer as well. So I, I actually had it twice. Um, and so it, it's, I look at who I was before all of this happened versus who I am kind of after all of this happened. And I am a completely different person. And I think the biggest difference that I could just think off off the top of my head is I really just wanted to work in finance and have my own business to make a lot of money. And money was my driving factor. And, you know, not that I didn't grow up with a lot. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I definitely had, you know, everything that I asked for, my, but my, you know, my dad was our sole provider. My mom was a substitute teacher. Um, so I, you know, I'm not saying that we were, you know, like struggling or anything, but I definitely wasn't like, I don't have family money. So mm -hmm. I think like when I was growing up, I'm like, I want to have more money than my parents. Like I want to be able to, I was paying for my own school. So that was kind of the, something I was frustrated about. You know, I had a lot of friends where their parents were paying them for, you know, they're buying their cars and buying their college. I'm like, I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to be in a better financial position and just like really like anti like money was my driving factor. Now it's not that at all. Like, yes, money's a good thing, but money kind of inspires me to help people. Like that is what drives me now is the more money I have, the more people I could help. Um, but the fire in me or the, um, the driving force, why I show up every day is truly like, you know, you, you don't have to necessarily go through these horrible things to like have this story and to like live out your dream. Like you can live out your dream and when you have a normal life as well. So that's kind of like my message. It's like, kind of like, why not you? Like, you don't have to go through these horrible experiences to truly like build your business and do all of these things. Yeah. Okay, so back to the funny light story off the top. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think 
that teacher saw in you that you didn't maybe want to admit? You know, I don't know. He was my sophomore psychology teacher. And I really didn't make any like relationships with teachers other than like I did really well in his class and it was really fun. Um, I, I don't know. I was sitting in the guidance counselor office my senior year and he happened to be in there and he was just like, oh, like what college are you going to? Like, what's your major? And um, I, I don't know. To this day, I don't know. Um, pretty sure he's like a principal now or something like that. So I'm sure maybe his psychology training saw something in me. I'm not sure. I really don't know. Um, I really didn't have a close relationship with him. So to this day, I still don't know that answer, but I know that it definitely defined the path for me for sure. Like it needed to happen. Um, I think I was going through like a tough time also at home. Um, I really wanted to go away to school and my parents weren't letting me to go away to school. So I stayed local and went to a local college. Um, and so I was just really frustrated that I wanted to just keep branching out, branching out, but like, I felt very restricted by my parents. So maybe he was that person for me at that time to be like, go for what you really want. Hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting sometimes how you have these, you know, relatively fleeting interactions or even just one conversation with another human being that completely shifts something. And in my experience, it, you know, it it like shifts how you're looking and thinking about it, but it's almost like a physical, like something shifts in you and you're like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like it's because you already knew that, right? It's just somebody bringing something closer to the surface for you. I think that's truly my life story. (laughs) Like, I think that's like an ongoing theme even now. Like, even when there's something like a big idea I have now, like it's almost sometimes someone just needs to give me that nudge or almost give you permission to go for what you want. And sometimes you need that. Like if it's something that's big and scary and, I know I can do things on my own. I've done things on my own for a very long time, but sometimes when it, when it's new and you haven't seen it done before, you know, sometimes you just need that support. Yeah. So you went straight into starting your own business or was there a chapter there that you worked in finance for somebody else? Yeah. For 10 years, I worked in banking. Um, I, I would like, in college started as a part-time teller, you know, she's just a bank teller while I was in college. It was supposed to only be a resume builder for when then I did leave college. Um, and then to get a job somewhere else, then I had got, I, you know, started at that job a month before my dad passed away. And then a year later was diagnosed with cancer. So this job ended up being, I was there for 10 years because of all of these things. Um, but about, I would say three, two years before I left is when I started building this business. So, um, unfortunately I didn't get to leave that job to, um, build this business. I really wanted to give that place my two weeks notice and never get looked back. I ended up getting another job briefly in, in the middle there, um, just to kind of bridge, um, like do less hours and make more income and kind of leave my job faster. Cause I wasn't getting that at my banking job, but yeah, I was there for 10 years. Mm. So what would you say to someone who, you know, maybe for 
a short period of time or maybe for a really long period of time has had it on their radar that, you know, they might not be in the correct career or the correct job within the industry that they chose. Um, and, and kind of making that leap to being your own boss. And, and also I feel like there's kind of been so much explosion of talk of entrepreneurship that now people are maybe feeling a little bit of shame that they don't want to be an entrepreneur, like that, that doesn't necessarily have to be the pivot. Yeah. I, you know, I struggled with that a lot as well. I think the shame back maybe before the pandemic and maybe still it is a little bit more, I don't think it's as much now, but it was the shame of having a nine to five while building your business. And when I started my business right out of the gate, I made, I think like I had a couple $5,000 months, like right out of the bat, right off the bat. And I just feel like for me at that point, I was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to leave this business or I'm going to leave my job in like two months. Like, oh my God, like look at all the success. But, and I think that's because there's so much talk about money and how much money I'm making or how much money you're making and how much money, you know, people bring in a month, but there isn't a lot of talk about what goes into that. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think what was really like the frustration kind of grew from when people were saying, Oh, I worked 10 hours this week and I made a hundred thousand dollars with no mention of, I have a team of eight people. I, you know, have these systems set up, which I spent 50 hours setting up these systems over the course of the last two years. Um, like people aren't real with that. And so that's a big part of like something that I do in my business. I, I will celebrate my milestones. I, I just posted a week ago, I reached six figures. I will post those milestones, but I'm not going to do it as come work with me because I made six figures. I want people to work with me because they respect and how like I can help you build your business. So I think that's the biggest mindset shift there is you can be happy for people. You're going to see a lot of those celebrations, but that has nothing to do with your progress. That has nothing to do with how you leave. I took about three years, three and a half years to leave. And from what a lot of people promote that's long compared to some people, but then you don't have the other people talking about how long it took them to leave because they feel the shame. And I feel like, I feel that needs to be said more and talked about more because everyone will leave on their own time. I know that if I, you know, I was making money, I could have lived in a one bedroom apartment with my husband and our dog or studio apartment, moved back to, you know, moved out of the city move to the suburbs, pay, you know, cheap rent, maybe live out of my car, live out of a van. (laughs) Some people do that, right? Like if they really, they're chasing their dream, but that's not what I wanted. I live, I, you know, I don't live in Chicago anymore, but I lived in Chicago while building my business. I lived in a high rise. I didn't want to let go of that lifestyle. I wanted to meet like that income that I needed. I didn't want to make that sacrifice and that's just who I was. So it's, it's all your own journey. It's all what you want to do. Like that's the biggest thing. Like you have to put those blenders on. You can't over consume. You have to just plan your journey out exactly how you need it to be. Yeah. Well, I think it comes down to expanding and sort of 
sitting a little bit longer in like, what does success actually mean to me? Like in your example, yes. for part of success is that I'm not giving up my entire lifestyle to do this. Um, and, and I, I do think that there's this false narrative and a lot of pressure about the, a certain timeline and you needing to have the exact same timeline as XYZ coach that you're, you're following when in fact, um, you know, I, I equate it. I see a lot of similarities between people's wellness journey and their journey to entrepreneurship, meaning like there's no one size fits all. It's a lot of trial and error. What works for you doesn't necessarily work for somebody else. And just because there's so many moving parts and at the end of the day, it has to be personalized, which is the benefit of being your own boss is that you completely define what that means for you. Um, so yeah, love that. So what, what, at what point did you really see your niche? Like that, that what was the, the magic sauce, if you will, of, of where the gap in the industry that you, you know, love to fill? I think that comes from, uh that again comes from like my finance and sales background. That was something that I did for 10 years um, at the bank. I, I started as a teller and then I quickly moved up to like a sales associate. Then I was a manager. So one of my jobs at uh, one of my tasks, I should say at my job was I had to coach people in sales and I did that for five years. I was kind of like the pilot of this new program. I had to certify people. I had to train people and I really, out of all the things I didn't like about that job, it definitely gave me the guiding light on how sales, like if I rewound and went back five years, I hated the sales process. I absolutely hated it. But now that I'm building my own business, I see what they were trying to do. And I know that I could have done it better, like training people or like telling people that this isn't how it's done. I get what they're trying to do they had this thing where it was a sales conversation. And so that's really how I like to sell now and, and forever. Um, and how I started my business. And then it kind of clicked one day. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is what they were trying to do, but they were still trying to make it like a script, but still saying to have a conversation. So whatever, but I had, I, I know now like that's, that's the beauty of, building a business and selling is that it doesn't need to be slimy or sleazy or anything. Like I'm just really interested in getting to know people and truly helping them. Like you don't have, you don't have to do it this hard way, or you don't have to do it like this. Like here's an easier way for you to do it. Here is a better way for you to do it. And that's what really helps me. Oh, there's an alarm. <laughs> um, that's what, that's what really helps me is like, I guess that's again, like that, that goes back to what drives me is like, you can live, you can do it in an easier way. You can build your business in an easier way. It doesn't have to be this hard way. Um, but that's how I was in my approach in my, in my job was, you know, someone would come to me that, you know, their checking account isn't fitting their needs. It's like, well, just do this then. And so like, that's how I sold all the time, but that wasn't the bank way, right? Like that wasn't like, well, you know, you can't just tell them to do it. You have to have this whole conversation, blah, blah, blah. It's like, 
well, I know what's going to help them. Why can't I just give them the service that's going to help them? You know, like they're, they're profit first, you know, they want to get more sales and do all these things. It's like, that's all business needs to be about is just having a conversation and building relationship and getting to know people and then just helping, like giving them the solution. Like, okay, like I know you're struggling with this. So why, why not do this? Like, I know it's going to help you. And so yeah, that's, I mean, that's like the best part. Yeah. The building of these organic relationships, ultimately, when I know that you're the expert in said thing, I'm really going to respect your opinion on what you think I should do, even if I'm not necessarily asking yeah. for that direct advice. So what, can you give an example of working smarter, not harder that you're sort of talking about more, more recently or that you're finding a lot of entrepreneurs are struggling with? maybe letting go of something they've been taught that's not working. Yeah. Reels comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the first thing that comes to mind or TikTok. Um, I think it's just this propensity to do whatever the trend is. And that's great if you want to hop on that bandwagon, but it might not be for your business. And so what I mean by that is not every brand or not every business is going to fit TikTok or is going to fit a reel. And, and sure, you can create reels and you can be on TikTok. I've seen like construction workers on TikTok. Everyone's on TikTok. So I'm sure you could figure it out. But I think it's this propensity that, oh my God, I need to be entertaining to get more followers, to get vis- visible, to do all of these things. And then in addition, I have to sell. I have to be on Facebook. I have to be on Instagram. I have to have an email list. I want to do a blog. You know, you just have all of these things, but you haven't perfected one thing. And so when I have clients work with me, it it tends to be where people are just doing all the stuff. They're on every platform. They have all these grand, you know, grandiose plans and you have to focus on one thing first. You have to find that one thing that works for you. And then guess what? You can probably just make money from that one thing, but that's really great. Maybe, you know two months, three months, six months down the road, go on TikTok. As soon as you have like your Facebook or your Instagram really set up for a system and getting clients and all those things. Okay. Then we can introduce TikTok. Then we can introduce a blog. Then we can introduce YouTube. So I I think that's the biggest thing is like you we're just in this rush to do more and more and more because we're not making as much money as we want. And that's just simply not the answer. Yeah. Again, I see a parallel with women and their wellness perspectives. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it's not necessary or helpful even to do all the wellness trends at the same time, just because yep. somebody told you you should, or that you saw it um, on Oprah or whatever. Um, and yes, essentially an energy drain. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it, right? Like, there's so many parallels to wellness and business. I use those examples all of the time. Cause I feel like it's, you know, people have been through diets before people have wanted to lose weight before people have done, wanted to do all these things before. And people will give a diet two weeks or three weeks or four weeks and they won't stick to it. Or maybe not even a diet, but just like kind of changing your lifestyle, working out like, and you're expecting to see results in two, three, four weeks. That's the same thing with business is, oh, well, I've been posting consistently for three weeks. Like, where are all my clients? It's like, no, like you have to show up consistently over 60 days, over 90 days. And 
it's like the big snowball effect. And I always, I always use that terminology. It's, you know, when we, when it comes to like, you know, building relationships, it's okay. Maybe you built relationships or sent messages to five people today, but then tomorrow you'll do five more. And then the next day you'll do five more. And guess what? Who cares if those people, not everyone's going to respond back to you. You're going to keep making these connections and it's a compound effect. And you're going to continue to get engagement and continue to be consistent. And people are going to start getting to know you and building relationships. It's the same thing like with fitness, you know, fitness and business have so many parallels. Totally. So sticking with this parallel, I'm all about like micro shifts that people can make because when they're so small, it doesn't really seem like something that you can make the argument. Oh, I don't have time to do something two minutes a day, or I don't have you know, like you do have the time, it's just to deciding to do it. And then when you start to do it, and even though you're hardly doing it, you still feel better. What are maybe uh, some micro shifts that you purport? I think the earliest one was there, the difference comes from when you don't feel like showing up. And what I mean by that is, again, same thing with fitness is, you know, there's going to be days where maybe, you know, you don't want to go to the gym or do yoga or do journaling or mindset exercises. And then you don't want to, maybe you don't want to post on Facebook. Maybe you don't want to show your face, but, and, and I understand there is a difference between being severely burnt out, not feeling well, totally fine. Take a sick day. But there, but there is that little in between time where we get frustrated and hopeless of, well, it's not working and I don't want to show up. And what's the point? That's, that's, the goal, oh, that's the little piece right there where you have to show up more than ever. And that's the make it or break it in anything that you're pursuing is when you feel, when you start to feel like that, you really have to recognize, okay, well, how can I show up in a different way then? Or how can I show up in a way where I'm not showing my face today or something like it, do the, do the bare minimum, but you're still showing up. You're still doing something. And I think that's the biggest thing is people give up so easily. And, you know, again, instant gratification, if it's not working in two, three, four weeks, then, oh, well, I'm not enough. I don't feel like it's working. Um, I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. I think that's the biggest, like, that's the thing right there. That's like that little piece right there. It's like, if you don't give, like, if you don't give up and you keep going in those moments, like, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to achieve what you're going to achieve. If you you recognize those moments and you keep just going. Like, of course, everyone needs like a mental health day. People, you know, you need to rest, of course. But, you know, when you just feel like not showing up because things aren't working, that's when you have to show up for Yeah. And I feel like it's in that decision process. And maybe it's not, you know, the, the growth. What happens there is growth and expansion, right. your ability to hold more good and bad emotions and ultimately you know you can just hold on to you're going to feel better after you've done it <laughs> you know like that's yeah. that's the little piece of that gets you through and and you do like that's not that part's not a lie um but yeah I think it's sort of that you know for me that's the mindset piece of you know consistently walking yourself through that thought process of do I just go watch Netflix because I feel like it's not working or it's not happening or, you know, um, I'm not getting the results that I was told or even just 
put in place for myself. Um, let's talk about that for a second, because I feel like this is this sort of nuanced. I feel like it's the same with goal setting. So essential that we set goals, the more nitty gritty we can get, the more sort of um, breaking it down into actionable steps. But similar to what we're just talking about in terms of the discipline of showing up, I feel like it's also the same with goals where it's like, you need to do all these things and it's definitely moving the needle forward. But for someone who feels like it's not working, they might also feel like goal setting isn't worthwhile. Right. I, yeah, I totally can see that. And I agree. And I was one of those people for a very long time, you know, just like at, at the beginning of every year, like I'm going to leave my bit or I'm going to leave my job today, pursue my business. And then, and I think it, that again, that came from what I was seeing in online from all the people and maybe having that shame of, I'm not a true business owner if I'm still working this job. And for me, I would tie, I would always say that goal, right? I would always say, I'm going to leave this year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But then I would never leave and I would forever be upset with myself. And I would go, I would be down on myself and thinking things aren't working or I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. But I was putting an unrealistic expectation on myself. Did I plan anything to like truly leave? No, all I was focusing on like, oh, I'm going to make you know, 10K months consistently, like, because I'm gonna hire this coach, and this is what's going to happen. I wasn't actually putting like things on my list of like, here's how you get to this income level. This is the strategy, this follow this, do this. I was just in my mind, like, oh, I have to leave. I have to leave. I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more. And you put this unrealistic expectation and pressure on yourself. When you do things like that, if you really want to leave, like, I left because I finally, a year and a half, like before I left, uh, yeah, about a year and a half, I put a plan in place and I (laughs) followed that plan for a year and a half. And guess what? I left. So I think like you set goals, but I think the reason why we get down on goals is because we set unrealistic goals because we're so desperate to leave or to do something or to lose weight that we're then expecting ourselves to do something that we've never done before when really goal setting is just like, like, yeah, maybe you're doing something you've never done before, but it's not to an extreme. Like you mean to tell me overnight, you're going to drink 64 ounces of water, uh, eat plant-based when you've been eating normal all this time. And then you're going to lose weight. Like, you know, it's just like from one to one extreme to another, you cannot do that overnight. Like it has to be a gradual process. And so that's like how I left my business was like, it's a gradual process I had. And for me, I am the queen of, if I want something now, I want it yesterday. And so like this whole process made me really learn that, Hey, got to follow the plan and I'm going to get there. It's just, it's going to be a matter of time, but I have to follow the plan. I have to have these, and even just like celebrating your small wins along the way. Like they might not even be like milestones for you, but it, Hey, guess what? If you sign a new client and it's only $50, guess what? $50 closer to you leaving your job. And if you're not happy with that, you're not going to be happy when you leave your job. You're not going to be happy when you sign $5,000, $10,000. You have to be happy in the moment and enjoy the journey and, and celebrate those milestones along the way. 
Again, it sounds like everything I say to clients about wellness. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's so many, there's right, so like, many parallels, truly. The thing is like, you can do those 180 shifts, but they're not sustainable. Like you oh, can show that, up yeah. and yep. do some crazy stuff for a week, like even three weeks, even three months. Uh, but as soon as you start asking people, okay, but you know, in order to get that level of, you know, quick fix success, then enters the fear, like what's going to happen when they stop doing that. And they already know, like they, you, when you sign up for these um, challenges, if you will, you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel that you're in some version of you is going to go back to quote unquote, whatever normal baseline is. Yeah. Maybe you hope that like some of the craziness of the changes that you just endured kind of rubs off onto your, or, you know, brings your baseline slightly higher. But um, yeah, I feel like there's just so much more, gradual real like connection of neurons learning that goes on when it's at a realistic pace and and I think we as humans are very bad at making plans and I would say like in my 20s I would have never like I don't know maybe someone asked me but I did not have a five-year plan let alone a 10 like maybe you don't need it in your 20s I don't know but I didn't (laughs) extrapolate out you know, this idea that what I'm doing on a minute level day to day right now will impact where I am in five years. And like, you know, so where am I aiming? Because if you're not even aiming there, um, you're definitely not getting there. But also like if you are shooting out for this place that you can't even see, there's a lot of ways that you could be diverted from here to there trying to get to somewhere that you can't even see on the horizon yeah I think it took me I think I had to turn like 31 or 32 for that to click in for me like I mean I think you know what that's a big difference too is like before uh, my parents passed away I did have a five-year plan I was like I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna marry the guy I'm dating and, you know, we're going to get married right out of college and get a house and then have kids. And I'm going to, you know, of course be done by 30, like, and of course none of that happens. And I think like that's, but that's who I was before, even just having cancer. Like I was the person that like had everything planned, very organized. Um, and so, you know, coming out the other end, it was, it's very other extreme to how I feel. And I feel like I, I definitely go with the flow. But now I think that having this business full time has really kind of like allowed that former person to come back in. Cause I think there's definitely a mix that needs to kind of live together where you can have plans, but just know that like, it might not go according to plan and that's totally okay too. Um, but I also think that having that plan and maybe just an overview I mean, that's kind of like how I plan my content. I have an overview. I'm not writing content months and months out. Um, I just kind of know from week to week what I'm going to talk about. And then if I want to say something different, then I'm going to do that. And so like, it doesn't, I, I feel like you can kind of like be both people. And that's the biggest success is definitely have a plan for what you want and, and take those little steps to get there. Cause that's how you're going to get there. But don't, 
make it so hard on yourself to where I have to do this. I have to be this strict. I have to do all of these things because it's never going to be sustainable. And I think that also things are going to happen like tragedies or you're going to get sick or you're going to break a bone or something. And it's going to like, you know, derail you a little bit and that's okay too. Yeah. I think um, it speaks to this, like it really depends, I think, where we are in our journey at to what point, to what degree you need like a lot of structure and discipline and like a very concrete plan. And as you kind of get going and you feel more comfortable with the unknown, which is, I think I'm hearing you say, like, essentially, that's what dealing with cancer gave you is this ability to be a lot more chill with the unknown mm-hmm. and it's such a powerful skill to have right I mean in life and in entrepreneurship um so yeah tell us uh quickly like what are you working on at the moment and how people can work with you um I will be announcing soon a new program to work with me I haven't announced it yet at all um but I'm going to be announcing that kind of at the back end, I'm doing a challenge that I will be announcing Monday. I know this is going to come out already, but Monday, September 19th, I'm doing a visibility challenge um, for people who are struggling to sign clients. And then come in October, um, at the end of October, I will have a new program um, to work with me. Amazing. Well, um, I look forward to following that announcement and uh i'm sure by then you can share with us the links in the show Mm -hmm. notes for all for that new program yes so thank you lauren for all this this wisdom any sort of little parting bits um inspiring words you want to leave us with um i think one of the things i will always say is you have to do what's best for you and i know we said that here Uh, but that's the biggest thing at the end of the day is you might be a type A personality and you need structure, then go ahead and do that. And then don't listen to us, like where you need to go with the flow that might give you too much anxiety, but you have to do what's best for you. There's so much noise out there. There's so many things. It's important to find your people. It's important to find someone who truly is going to guide you into the individual that you are, um, in whatever capacity you find that. And I think that at the end of the day, like that's where your success is, is you have to do what's best for you. Love it. Well, thank you so much. And thank uh, you. We'll be in touch. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. That was such a great conversation. I felt like we got into some nitty gritty um, discussions about goals and the fear that we have or shame that we have around doing it a certain way living our lives in general we talked a lot about entrepreneurship but I feel like everything we talked about really ties into our wellness journey just life lessons and all of that so if you enjoyed the show please uh, share it with a friend and if you enjoy the podcast in general you can really support us best by subscribing on on the platform that you listen to to us and yeah leaving is really the best way that we um 
Have a beautiful day. You can find me on socials. I feel like Lauren called me out a little bit going on to TikTok, but um, I asked her after we stopped recording. She's like, no, I wasn't talking to you because you have a plan um, after I, of course, detailed out my, my TikTok strategy. But anyway, I really appreciate all of you for being here. Thank you for the support. Have a beautiful day.